Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network for a new movie review, a new MCU movie review. Uh, the biggest hit of the year for Marvel. Uh, not even. Uh, the biggest hit of the season for Marvel. We're talking about The Marvels for Marvel, starring Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel and Monica Marvel. Um, I don't think they ever cited Professor a name for her Marvel. in this movie. Professor Marvel, uh, and my name is Colin Marvel. No, um, <laughs> but we are going to do a spoiler-free review here of uh, this very polarizing movie, uh, which I'm excited to talk about uh, for various reasons. My name is Colin, and Black Girl Magic. And my name is Ben Marvel, and memories all alone <laughs> in the moonlight. Best oh. use of cats ever in a movie. Well, definitely. Yes, I'll give you that. <laughs> um, I'm not sure you're feeling. We, we both kind of had the same opinion on Captain Marvel. Like, wow, that was pretty bland movie. Kind of boring. Uh, not terribly exciting. Um, I've not talked to you since you've seen this. Uh, I haven't given any of my opinions up. Um, I'm going to give you the floor because I'm very curious. Who's floor? What does Ben think of the Marvels? Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the first one. I think I might have ranked that. At the bottom of all of my MCU movies, I just was very underwhelmed by it. And just it's one of these ones that I feel cheap and strong female leads because, you know, it just it overemphasizes. Hey, it's a woman. You're watching something different. Um, and I literally went into this. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna see this. I was going to go see it on Tuesday <laughs> and I ended up not seeing it on Tuesday because I couldn't be bothered. And I'm like, oh, God, I better go see it. You know, I gotta, I'm a completionist, so I've got to keep my streak alive. So I went and saw this. Um, you told me it's only going to be 145 minutes. I'm like, okay, uh, that's uh, not 145 minutes, uh, 100, hour 45. Hour 45 minutes. Thank you very much. I was like, okay, that, that, you know, a bit more expectations are going to be too long. And again, kind of, you know, watching this movie going, okay, but got to say, I was pleasantly surprised. I actually kind of enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of it came down to the fact that it was short. It was a bit mm. of fun. It reminded me a lot. I mean, I enjoyed Ms. Marvel, the TV show. That was one of the better MCU ones. I think Brie Larson, for the first time in my life, has personality and charisma. Um, the cats were amazing. There's one sequence <laughs> in this movie which is so cringeworthy and terrible, which I thought was absolutely oh, I know what it is. ridiculous. But outside of that, like, I kind of left it going, that wasn't bad. That's one of the better yeah. MCU movies I've seen. It was a bit fun. It was a bit silly. Um, the plot was kind of nonsensical, but pleasantly surprised and it also surprised me that this is the one that everyone's like not going to see because i'm like well for once they've kind of done something okay in the last couple of years so i surprised myself colin that i actually kind of enjoyed it i'll start by saying this movie is by no means brilliant uh no. there are some major issues with it i just think i think that we're in this state now where the world is sort of accepted 
Marvel's not exactly cranking out quality content anymore. Yeah. Uh, so you go in with low enough expectations and you might get some enjoyment out of it. I, this is definitely a huge step up from Captain Marvel. 100%. It has a sense of humor. It has some fun to it. It, it, it has a little bit of a relatable hero or I guess heroes. Uh, Miss Marvel steals the entire movie almost to the point where I feel like it's a mistake now to move forward with Captain Marvel as a character when you have such a better character there at present. Uh, but I think the the craziest thing that happened to me for this movie is the first half of the movie, I'm like, this is one of the most entertaining Marvel movies yeah. I've ever seen. Like the first half is Agree. a blast. Agree. And then you hit a musical number. Uh... <laughs> and the movie never, I don't know whether it's, it never quite recovers because that musical number is like so bad. Wait, can I just, or if it's just the planet musical or the cats? Cause the cats is the brilliant. planet musical. Thank God. Yeah. Okay. Right. Cats, yes, is, I'm good, with you. But... cats is amazing. <laughs> they, they literally go to a planet where everybody speaks in oh, like, a, as so if it's a musical. Bad. Which is just, it, I get what they're going for. They're trying to do something really kooky and kind of Taika Waititi-like, right? But like, this is not a Taika Waititi movie. And even his Marvel movies are basically, you know, 50-50, whether you're going to get uh, uh, good stuff or, or complete garbage. Uh, and then after that, I wouldn't say that it was bad after that, but like, it just became typical Marvel. You just have a bunch of action sequences and you do have a climax that, it comes a lot of people complained that this movie feels like it's chopped to pieces. I don't agree with that at all. I feel like the first hour is exactly what it needs to be. The second hour, I failed to see what you could have added in that. I, I, it's almost like you just didn't have enough story to pad the second half because when you get to this climax, which is basically all oh, the planet, galaxy, universe, or whatever is going to be destroyed. Wait, I have an idea. Good idea. Go do that. And two minutes later, it's over. Like, there, there's some rushing at the end, but I think that's just because they didn't have a good enough idea. But based on the first hour alone, like this is a recommend. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I, I, one thing I would say that this is the perfect length for a, a movie, uh, MCU, mm -hmm. movie, uh, hour 45, like it didn't drag on. It went by perfect timing. Um, And like, again, we complain a lot about movies these days going for like an extra hour on top of this. And it just, it just makes it tedious to watch. But yeah, I think you summed it up perfectly because I, I, I got to say the plot of this movie, like there were so many points in this movie. I'm going like, so wait, what? Like, why is this a thing? And huh? And like after actually quite a couple of good villains in Marvel, we, we always complain about Marvel not having good villains. And the last few movies have actually had pretty good villains. And uh, mm -hmm. what's his face? The guy from Ant-Man and the uh, Quantumania who's... You know, oh, yeah. Don't know if you've been watching Jonathan Loki. Jonathan Majors. If you've been watching Loki, he's in that. I've still got the last episode to watch of that. But... um. And talk about nonsensical, watch Loki. But um, I think that the villain in this was pretty bland and terrible, and I don't get her reasons for, oh, I want water and the sun. It's like, <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> What's that got to do with anybody else? Um, like, it's just, it's one of these real low stake movies, which if you really pick apart the plot, you're like, well, why do I care about this? Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that. Ms. Marvel is fantastic. She, I mean, TV series is enjoyable, and I kind of like they kept that same vibe. And I also feel that maybe if you haven't seen the shows, that you kind of do one because the, the sort of the the ending of this movie, it took me a couple of seconds to realize who that character was. I'm like, oh wait, Hawkeye. Yep, yeah, I know her. Yeah. Um. So it was kind of one of these things, and I vaguely remember um, Professor Marvel from uh, from WandaVision and. She was in something else, I think, too. Again, like, I know there are MCU geeks out there who know this back to front and know who, everything about this. But for casual people like ourselves, it's more like a, wait, there, oh, okay, yeah, I got it. But I will say about Brie Larson, though. Like, I mean, again, I know she's your girl. 
Um, but like I've never seen her in anything, which has just really blown me away. I've just kind of been so underwhelmed by Brie Larson. I'm like, what is the deal with Brie Larson? <laughs> but she has some good in this movie. And I think it's yeah. the chemistry between the main three. Um, and I feel bad sort of talking up um, the other two are not Professor Marvel because she's great as well. Um, and just also prove that I, I'm not um, anti, um, what's her face from uh, Lashana Lynch. I, I like Lashana Lynch. I've never not liked Lashana Lynch. I just don't like a character in No Time to Die. And for the <laughs> brief moments we get of her in this, I enjoyed yeah. her. So I just want to say that. I'm not anti LaShawna Lynch. I like LaShawna Lynch. I just don't like Nomi in No Time to Die. That's just want to say that. So uh, Jamie didn't see this with me, but the first thing I told her is I'm like, I, I think it's unfortunate that Miss Marvel is so good in this movie. She's Canadian, that right? People still, she is Canadian. Yeah. And like basically graduated high school and immediately got Miss Marvel job. And now all of a sudden she's got you know movie franchise where she's taken over from the stars. She's so good in this movie that like, even though Brie Larson is better in this one, I still don't feel like there's going to be that much of a future for Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, and, and it's unfortunate because I, I, I told Jamie, I think blockbusters are Brie Larson's kryptonite because Kong Skull Island, she was really boring in that. Yeah. Captain Marvel, she was really boring in that. She's better in this. But to, to prove my point, even to Jamie, who's also kind of been on the bandwagon, Brie Larson's so boring. Uh, we started watching this Lessons in Chemistry show that she has right now on Apple TV which is amazing. And she's amazing in it. Like if you see her in anything, that's not a blockbuster, like you'll get the appeal, but, but here it's definitely a step up. I think that the biggest problem with this character, and I've heard other people say this is that she's an overpowered superhero. Uh, Yes. You get that with Superman, but with any type of extremely powerful superhero, you need to find a way to ground them in reality and you need them to be relatable. And they do a little bit in this one. Like there's a bit of a story arc with her and, and Monica Rambo, professor Marvel or whatever. Uh, which if you remember the first movie, they, they do have some flashbacks to tie into that. Uh, but that's the only way that she's relatable. The, the problem is, is that in the first movie, they introduced her where she has amnesia. She's so incredibly overpowered. And that's really the problem even with Black Adam in the Black Adam movie. It's like, you don't relate to him. Superman, you can relate to him on like a human level because he's this lonely guy. We don't. We still don't have enough, I think, a Captain Marvel to relate to her as a character, especially when you have such a better one like Miss Marvel there. That's a great point. And I think also that, I mean, Superman's my favorite. He's your favorite. We love Superman, but he is grounded. He's personable. He's got a family. He's, you know, nice guy from Kansas. And you also know Superman's weakness. I know it's kind of a cop yeah. out. Like the, he's got one weakness, so it's easy to defeat him. I get the the criticisms of that. But what is Ms. Marvel, uh, Miss Marvel's, Captain Marvel's, uh, what Captain is her Marvel. weakness? And the other thing that I found confusing in this film is, and again, it's been a while since I've watched Ms. Marvel, but like, does Kamala have powers outside of a bangle? I thought the bangle was a power. So there's one point. That's what I thought too. Her bangle gets taken away from her in this movie and she's still got powers. I'm like, huh? <laughs> um, but then I vaguely remember the whole mutant thing in Ms. Marvel, which spoiler alerts kind of in the post credits, which it yeah. did look bad. I don't know if it was as bad as the Scorpion King, but it was still pretty bad effects. I'm yeah. with you. Well, there. I think worse since Scorpion King. Since Scorpion King. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that's a very good point. And I think like uh, when, I mean, it's kind of like the Black Panther. Like I, it's weird that I think Black Panther's so revered. Uh, Captain Marvel, I, from memory, wasn't hated, but I don't think it was as loved. But, like, from what I see, both the critics and everyone assume that both of them are the superior films to the sequels, whereas I adamantly disagree. I think both the yeah. Black Panther and the Absolutely. Captain Marvel sequels have far outshone their originals. And I think what you mm-hmm. got weighed down, particularly in Captain Marvel, 
It didn't. Black Panther didn't do it. Black Panther didn't overemphasize the fact. Hey, look, everyone, they're not white. This is different. Um, whereas Captain Marvel did. I mean, that I'm just yeah. a girl scene to me is one of the worst scenes in oh. all of movie history. And, and to just to back ourselves up, I can't even count how many female critics I've read reviews of Captain Marvel complaining about that scene. Like this is pretty much a universally accepted opinion that I'm just a girl thing was like a huge it's, mistake. It's embarrassing. And that's, it's same the argument with Star Wars with the, the Finn, huh, raise a woman yeah. and she's fighting people. Like it's just, it's diminishing women. And one thing mm-hmm. this movie gets right is at no point, like I think there's maybe like one line where they, they don't say like girl power. They say one line where it's kind of like women yeah. do it better or something. But that's no different to the Wonder Woman line of, you can't go through there. It's no man's land. I'm not a man. Like you, you've got yeah. like a throwaway line, which is, it's it's more like a, yeah, I'm on board with that line. That's kind of cool. It's fun. And that's it's not preachy. It's fun. It's, and that's it. That's the thing. Like, and this is like my Barbie argument. You and I disagree with it. That to me was preachfest.com. Whereas this is like, at no point do I feel I'm watching this film going, huh, it's three women. This is weird. Like it's because it's entertaining and it's kind of like yeah. better. And even the fact that I don't know if they deliberately make the villain a woman to try and like overemphasize all the womenness of it, but I don't think you really do that because I mean I don't know I don't know where I'm going with this. The point is it's 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 entertaining and it's also like the diversity something that you know I have to like to pull out. But I mean I think at one point I'm like is Brie Larson the only white person in this film? That's cool. Like yeah, <laughs> you know I think she is. Um, yeah. Like I'm like okay. It doesn't, you know, it's just move along. And But this is what I'm saying. This is where we need to be in this point in cinema and entertainment where here I am pointing it out, but it's not an issue. We're just watching it for entertainment. I'm entertained in this film and it's not promoted as, hey, everyone, this movie's got women and non-white people in it. We're different, <laughs> so you should see it. And by the way, yeah. this is also not the reason why people are not seeing this movie. People are not seeing this movie, like are not not seeing this movie because, oh, it's women. Oh, they don't like, oh, like. Don't start this thing again. I'm, I'm so t- like here. It's, it's such a Disney. I honestly believe Disney feeds this because we get it with Marvel, and it, it, you, you hear about okay review bombing. Yes, that's a thing that exists, but it exists for everything. Yeah, it, it's like people are ignoring the fact that that there is this extreme hatred towards DC movies from people who don't even watch DC exactly. and they make it impossible for people to like DC movies. We went through the same thing with Star Wars when the Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker came out. It's like oh, but there has to be a reason why people hate it. Disney honestly is just feeding this paranoia that is only directed towards their movies that somehow are like, you know, people are prejudiced against them. This movie did not do well. It's the lowest grossing. You're hearing people say, oh, it's because of the strikes that were going on. Well, that didn't exactly hurt Five Nights for Freddy's. Yeah. Uh, what, a couple of weeks ago that opened like to double this. It hasn't really hurt a lot of other movies. It definitely ha- plays a part. They did get the strikes resolved with enough time to do some promotion for this movie. The fact is, the first movie just wasn't that entertaining for people. Like, I, I, I don't know a lot of people. In fact, I might struggle to find a single person who really loved. There's people who are like, oh, it was okay. But I can't find anybody who really loved the first Captain Marvel movie. And that's what happens when you make a sequel to a movie that people aren't that crazy about. Is that they're not going to come out in the same crowds they did the first time around. And it's also a case of, if you think about the character, I mean, a lot of people complained was because Captain Marvel came out just before the second like Avengers Endgame or whatever, but it was in between them. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people complain that she kind of was an underused. And then I know a lot of the criticisms will often come from the MCU films post this, or where's Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, where's super like, and I feel we've barely seen her. Um, And I mean, 
that's the thing. And, but I also think, again, too, superhero fatigue is a thing. And I think it's, mm-hmm. it's. I mean, DC has got different issues when it comes to that. And you and I have been adamant defenders of it and think a lot of the criticism is unfair. But I just think this is an issue we had with Star Wars as well. Like, too much of a thing is bad. And I think mm-hmm. we see that with certain franchises. And, I mean, yeah, this year's maybe not a good example for something like a Mission Impossible or an Indiana Jones. But, you know, think about... Top Gun's the one that just keeps coming to mind. I mean, there were a variety of issues why Top Gun was such a huge hit. But you had 30-odd years between that. You know, yeah. like, th- that's a massive gap between it. I mean, there are, I mean, Five Nights at Freddy's is a perfect example. That, that, that video game is a, is a hugely popular franchise. It's very underground, very sort of uh, popular, but it's still kind of come and come and gone. And then the fans are going to jump behind it. Now that's going to be a sore franchise. You watch, there's going to be 20 of them. And in five years time, there's going to be five night at Freddy's seven. And they're going to be <laughs> pulling in $4 million at the box. office. Oh, it's a failure. But at the moment it's a huge hit. This is a thing. You've got too much, too, too mm-hmm. much Marvel. And like, this is weird saying, cause we haven't had one since guardians. And that was what, like eight months ago or something ridiculous like that. So, and then, but we've got low key. We've got like other shows. Like it's just, it's too much. It's yeah. too much. And then people it, just get too overwhelmed with it. So, of course, this is going to drop off. You're not going to have the same amount. And also, word of mouth, this phase of Marvel, as everybody has kind of come to a conclusion, is not very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think that uh, James Gunn's kind of said it best. He's like, superhero fatigue is a thing, but the bigger problem is not making these movies special or unique. You don't just make a sequel because you want to make a sequel. And Shazam Fury of the Gods, I think, is the best example of doing something wrong this year, even though there's things I liked about Shazam Fury of the Gods. But this the first movie was unique because it was telling a story about like a type of character you've never seen before, like these foster children, these these lonely kids, this this very, very, uh, you know, uh, not the type of group you would normally see come together. And then they strip all the heart out of the sequel and they just make it your typical big budget action sequel. When you have something that is unique, you've got to play to your strengths. And the problem is the first Captain Marvel, there was nothing unique about it. This Mm. one kind of plays to its strengths in the way that you have the power swapping. I'll just say visually, um, I went to go see this in 3D, not because it was my preferred thing, but because the only formats it was playing in were either IMAX or IMAX equivalents, which were like $19 a ticket, or 3D, which was like $15 a ticket. So I'm like, so of course I'm going to go pay to see the 3D. This is the first free, time. Thanks to the fuck up you the got Blue lucky. Beetle. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But, but I will say this is the first time I've seen a 3D movie and who knows how long, with the exception of maybe something like Avatar, which, you know, it was really designed with hundreds of million dollars behind it, where I thought the 3D lent itself well to the visuals because you got some incredible action sequences of like the, them falling through the sky and them struggling with the powers and then swapping the powers, jumping all over the screen. That's some of the stuff that really disappears in the latter part of the movie, but they have something kind of unique here. And it is unfortunate that a lot of these other very bland movies that we've had prior to this, um, like I'll even throw Ant-Man Quantumania there. We both kind of enjoyed Ant-Man Quantumania, but we're also smart enough to realize there are issues with that movie as well. It is just giant CGI fest. This movie avoids some of it. Um, I I firmly believe that whatever the next Marvel movie that comes out is, it's going to suffer the same type of issues at the box office that this did. It's not going to be because it has a female lead. It's not going to be because there's a actor's strike and no ability to promote it. It's just going to be, you have to get to the point where you slow down the product that you're putting out there, put out movies that really matter, that offer something unique. So you can't just say, oh, which was the one that ended with that giant battle above a city on a spaceship? And and Captain Marvel was sold on the premise of this is a 90s throwback, right? They've always got a gimmick. Yeah. Um, but you're right. And, like, 
Martin Scorsese, I think, summed it up perfectly the other year when he said that the Marvel movies are like theme parks. Um, yeah. And and not to take away from theme, like people like theme parks, but people go to Disneyland because it's 99% the same and 1% of it is a new attraction that they wasn't there three months ago, you know, and, and mm-hmm. exactly what the MCU is. It's 99% the same film every single time with a different character and a slightly different twist that further advances his plot. And it's, you can't help but commend Marvel for what they've built with this franchise because this is like 33 films now in 15 years. It's, yeah. it's, it's unheard of. And they've, they've, they've changed cinema. They have. There's no questioning what they have done with cinema over the last 15 years for the positives and the negatives. But I think we are at this phase now and I think people need to realise that Marvel, at the end of the day, are going to keep making these. They're going to make the TV series. They've got their fans. They're making their money. They're doing what they need to do. But these mm-hmm. aren't critics' movies anymore. These aren't groundbreaking cinema, like event cinema anymore. These are just further... It's, it's just like a, an overemphasized... Fast and Furious. Yeah, well, it's an overemphasized TV show. I mean, like, there are fans out there who would be... You know, they love the MCU and their favourite is Captain Marvel. The, the next one... Uh, whatever we're up to next, they're going to be, that's their favourite one. You know, the, the people have their, like, my favourite's Ant-Man. You like Doctor Strange. Like, everyone's got their favourites where they're going to go out there and do certain things. And then there's always little tidbits for the real super fans. And that's where we're at. Um, I think the one thing that I will commend more so for Disney with Marvel is it's probably the only one that they haven't really super panicked. Like, I mean, it's not like Star Wars mm. where they've like, oh, fuck, like, oh, we're pissed off Star Wars fans. Like, we're going to yeah. cancel this trilogy and cancel this show and cancel this movie and do this sort of stuff. DC have kind of panicked and done this and rebooted and all this sort of stuff. Marvel's just kind of stayed the course. Marvel's just gone like, Kevin Feige's just like, we're fucking Marvel. Fuck <laughs> you. And I kind of commend that. Um, it's like Fast yeah. and Furious. <laughs> ah, fuck it. <laughs> Drunked up rednecks are going to watch our film. Who cares? Like, <laughs> but again, you need people of all diversities need their their drugs, and mm-hmm. people have their MCU. So I don't know where I'm going with that point, but this movie's enjoyable. I mean, it's it's weirdly enjoyable. Yeah, it's not brilliant, but it is enjoyable. I mean, we don't really have much left to say on this movie. I, I just want to give a plug the out cats, there. Uh, the nothing... cats are the best part of this movie. Oh, the I cats love are the yes. Cats. And I thought that the whole cat gag in the first one was like that's a one joke thing. So yeah. when I saw it in the trailers, I'm like, no. But like, they really make it work uh, in this. So good. Um, I just, I just want to. I, I'm a cat man, and did, I just. Did you also? Oh, yeah. I was just gonna say. Did you also notice? I don't want to give away too many spoilers, but the cat's role in the climax of this movie is basically a swap around of the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 thing where they want to... We got to save all the little species. This time, it's like the little species is going to save uh, everybody else. That's clever. No, it's good. But I just... I, the, the the bit with the memories from Cat... Like, I, I was laughing yeah. out loud. That was fucking hilarious. Um, and, yeah. And also, just quickly, I know we can't really talk about the spoiler bit at the end outside of the effects, but... I kind of got that because I haven't seen all of that franchise of movies. So I yeah. don't think I've seen that one with that character in it. But I knew who the actor was. I knew what it was implying. And I'm like, oh, because the next one, we do have a Fantastic Four movie some point soon, don't we? This, yeah, I, I don't know Not if they X-Men. pulled that from. The only ones that are actually for sure coming out are Deadpool 3 and Captain America Brave New World. So maybe they are slowing down the content. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Um, Tangents. I just want to give a a plug out there, not only for Brie Larson's TV show, Lessons in Chemistry, but Brie Larson has a YouTube channel, which again, I was just trying to sell Jamie on like how entertaining this woman is. Her YouTube channel is absolutely hilarious. She has like like 10 minute long videos where she sits there and air fries stuff (laughs) and then just reacts to it. And I'm like, this is this is more entertaining than the marbles. (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 hilarious. Um, but uh, anyways, um, she seems I, nice, I, I, Colin. She does seem nice. I don't thank dislike you. Brie Larson. She looked, and and looked a better, good in this movie. 
And a better thing that's going to be coming out is uh, Scott Pilgrim, the animated series, which she's got her voice in because she was the entire cast from the movie is coming back. That's like what tomorrow I think that comes out or, or Friday. Keanu uh, Ra- the Keanu uh, Reeves uh, Formula yes. One things dropped today as well. So there you we're go. gonna have a busy weekend. Um, I I can't go as far as to say I'd buy this because there are major issues with the movie. But I sort of summed up. I saw this with my nephew. And I sort of summed it up. I'm like, they're probably less. I probably enjoyed Ant Man and Quantumania start to finish. Uh, you know, a little bit more. But yet, which one of these would I go back to? I'd probably go back to this over Ant Man Quantumania. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I rented that one. I think I would rent this one. It's going to be a pretty solid rent. This isn't like top tier movie. It's not bottom tier. It's somewhere in the middle for me. You did rent uh, Ant-Man. Uh, we both binned Captain Marvel, by the way. Um, and what was the last one? We, I rented Guardians and you bought Guardians. So we've been a bit on different pages all year. For, Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, <laughs> to I me, think, that's the worst. I think I bought that and you, uh, you binned it, didn't you? Um, that is around here somewhere. Uh, I rented it. You binned it. Um, I'm going to buy this. Uh, it's a low buy. Oh, wow. I, but like, I just, I don't know. Like there was just something about when I left the movies and I'm like entertaining, like I definitely issues with it. There was definitely, you know, towards the end, nonsensicalness and everything along those lines. But this is one that I could watch again. I, I, I mm. if I'm doing a rewatch of the MCU one day, I'm not going to groan when I get to the Marvels. I'm going to be like, hey, that one was actually kind of enjoyable. And I feel this would be a lot more entertaining on a rewatch. So, um, yeah, no, I'm surprising. My, uh, if you had have told me 24 hours ago that I'm going to come into this and buy the Marvels, <laughs> uh, when I had started, I literally posted on my Instagram, such low expectations for this film. And, you know, and even Lancey, former Oz, well, Carol, she never got fired. She even messaged me going, like, oh, let me know. I have no expectations for that. And even I was like, Pleasantly surprised. It was kind of decent. <laughs> Although I will say, once again, Sydney showing that they are the worst cinema audiences. People will not stop talking throughout the movie. Shut the fuck up. And they also don't realise that there are post-credit scenes. Everybody left when the, yeah. the movie ended. I'm like, what? Have you guys not seen a Marvel movie before? But anyway, no. Pleasantly surprising with uh, a buy. Uh, quickly wrapping this up. We've got 24 episodes still going on. Uh, I think The Amazing Race is going on. We're going to be doing... Uh, ne- next month is our... Uh, what do you call it? Horror Christmas month. Did we month. not have Amazing Race this week? I'm wondering about that. I'm still waiting. Maybe it was. It could have been a nominal elimination episode or a double episode or something. Because uh, I, I read some chatter in the group chat that I'm part of, but not part of this season. We've got... Um, uh, talking about, is it even going to be on this week? Uh, next, so, yeah, today, dropping at the same day, we'll have Back to the Future 3, uh, wrapping that up today. Next week, we'll have, uh, in between our 24 coverage, an interview with an actor called Adoni Maropas. If you're following our 24 coverage... He plays a villain in the current season we're up to, and he's also been in some other things, Mortal Kombat and the likes. And uh, also, I think our next movie will either be, uh, I think Aquaman comes out Boxing Day, but so does Ferrari. So they both like, They're come both out like the same week, same time. So um, Ferrari will be my priority there, as much as I love my DCUs. Uh, but uh, is there any other movies on the horizon that you're seeing? Because I think that There's might be wrapping up 2020. The Hunger Games oh, prequel well. is coming out this weekend. Jamie I'm and I are going to see that. it. <laughs> you can do a review I'm on it. Gonna, <laughs> I don't know if I'll drag it to the review or not. I'm five but, movies oh. into my Harry Potter rewatch, by the way. So I, we need to do them. They would be good movies yeah. to, like, I, I know we're not huge on them. but I they look would, forward to mocking it. They <laughs> would be fun to recap. Uh, all right, so listen to us do Harry Potter at some point uh, the next month. That'd be fun. <laughs> we run I'm out of things board. to do. Uh, yeah, uh, follow us on all the other social media things, whatever, and subscribe to the show. And uh, good stuff coming. Lots of good stuff. Uh, my name is Colin, and... Oh, he stole my line. My name is Ben, and... Meow!
Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah! If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon! <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. (laughs)